Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. into the dead black air that spooky time is finally here. Carter Doge and Jordan too must brace themselves and not get spooked by horror films both new and older in the evil that is Chunktober. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. You're listening with your Halloween holes and I'm... You're Jordan and a chunk this time. <laughs> I'm Doge, and I have an idea. What? Tilts to one side and chunks loudly. <laughs> it got away. And I'm Carter, and <laughs> what the chunk, mom? <laughs> Dude, I, boy, there's like no quotes on IMDb. I just six. Want you to, I, there's six of them. There are quotes and there's six of them. There's, yeah. there's not that much dialogue, TBH. Just a lot of following. Just a, a following. so much following. But not just a ton so of following. Much following. <laughs> not even a single one of us is the hunk, though. That's true. Which and I, I did can't, notice. for the life of me, figure out why. Yep. Let them know. Let the people know. Oh, one of us. Okay. Doge, I really yeah. thought you were going to run else away do with that. Who we talk to? Yep, that's it. That's it. That's it. Today, Tuesday, October the 13th, 2020, mm-hmm. is the, the day one. that early voting begins in the great state of Texas, in yes. the great nation of the United States of America. And you, dear listener, have an opportunity to be the hunk. Now, we're not just going to give it away. You can be the hunk if you vote. And, and listen, we're going to know. If you vote, we're we're just we're gonna know. We yep. are gonna know. We're not monitoring polls. We're not doing go, anything yeah. illegal. We're just not being go online, sketchy. Go online, buy your "I'm a hunk" stickers from exactly. T Public, and let us know. We're gonna know. We're gonna know if you vote and you become the hunk. And listen, we're not here to tell you who to vote for. Um, for me, it's an easy choice. Man, it's really tough to follow up that opening, but I'm gonna. Try to hey, do it. Hey, with, dude. Hey, dude. The it, following. It is the opening, is is the really opening following you, too? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we are about to talk about the second movie in our Chunktober Spectacular. Yes. It is a spooky, and uh, it's called... <laughs> It follows. You had so many it's in the <laughs> sentence that I was like, wait, when do we do it? <laughs> it, it, fo- it, fo- it follows. And uh, I think the best way to follow that up is uh, with a synopsis from our good friend, uh, Justin Dozois. That's like the third time I've ever heard you say my first name. Don't yeah, care weird, for it. it. This is probably somebody who's listening's first time to hear his <laughs> Wait, he doesn't have this strange French name? Ha <laughs> ha, 
This week's synopsis is written by Jose Tameo. Welcome, Jose. Jose writes, For 19-year-old Jay, autumn should be about school, boys, and weekends out at the lake. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Why autumn? <laughs> but after a seemingly innocent <laughs> sexual encounter, she finds herself plagued by strange visions and the inescapable sense that someone, something, oh. is following her. I would say it's more than a sense. Autumn. Faced with this burden, Jay and her friends must find a way to escape the horrors that seem to be only a few steps behind. Because autumn is for the beach, right? <laughs> I, the, I, I like most of this. I really do. Of what has been said by Jose, was it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's directly against one of my pumps for this movie. And I know we haven't even talked much about it at all, which is the ambiguity of what the setting even is. Right. Right. We'll which, get into is, that more. which is intentional, which is kind of interesting. It's just, I, you know what? I love confidence. I love confidence in people. I think there should be more confidence in the way that we communicate and how we carry ourselves. But when we're wrong and we're confident, see, that's when I draw a line. <laughs> you, if you're going to be confident, be right. You know, if Good. I was running, that would be my slogan. Be like right and confident. In, in an election or just running? Just running, uh, running, just at all. You, yeah. from yeah. from yeah. something following him. Everybody's Nobody, gonna have. No, everyone will know where I'm going. Everybody needs a, a good running phrase. Yes. Okay. Minus this. So, <laughs> if you're gonna be confident, speaking of running, go, right. Jordan. Jordan, do it. Look, do here's it. the thing. Speaking, speaking of running, speaking of running, we're running from a yes. lot of things yes. uh, in this movie, and uh, I want to run directly into the first thing that I have to say, which is this was my contribution to Chunktober. Mm-hmm. Um, as The Shining was Carter's, and I am feeling that Is that familiar. how we picked the list? I totally forgot that. It is how we picked the list. So yeah, you mine had was, Get Out. So mine was Get Out. And uh, I, I... I had two, though. I had two. Yeah, you did. Well, we all had one and one third, I think. For sure. There is published art of me that we yeah. the only movie we've never reviewed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I... Uh, I'm feeling that familiar sense of uh, anxiety at bringing a movie to the table. Um, and it it ramped up so hard when I realized how um, wemoteful this movie is. Uh, not, it we, is not we sportsian. Not we sportsian. Just yeah, yeah, the yeah. wemote itself. When, but when there you take is the, no yeah. we sports involved. Well, there's some we sports involved. There, 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 is, is, some, there is we sports. But there's there, some NASCAR we sports. But not driving. in the wemote. Uh, revelations. Man, it's been a while since we've really dug into that metaphor. If you're I a am, new listener, that's our sex metaphor, just so everybody's on the same page. <laughs> I'm tracking, I think. There's a bunch of nudity in this movie. Yes. Here's the thing. Yep, While we, we talk about this, though, here's what's fun. It's October, yes? Is this... As far as I know, yeah. Is this Two Chunks' third anniversary? Oh my gosh, <gasps> our third birthday was Saturday. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, my very, I think it was my first or second episode was when we sports started. That is true. I think so. So yeah. that in itself is two and a half years old. It's two years old. Magnificent. Amazing. But is that when a podcast reaches sexual maturity? Yes, they age rapidly. <laughs> now, I, I have hunches about what everybody's individual opinions will be about this movie. I'm happy to really? say. I, Can I, we I unpack do. that? Yeah, call your shot right now. <laughs> Yeah, so my my estimation about this movie, I I might be wrong, but just my my guess is that uh, Carter's middle of the road about it, and Doge, you did not really care for it. That is my guess about when, this. Movie. When do we tell you if you're right? <laughs> when you, you dealer's choice on that one, I think you'll find <laughs> out. Um, I am happy to report that after watching it again, I still really like this movie. Um, it is. Uh, my first watch, this is my third time watching it. My first watch, I didn't care for it. And, um, but it was like, you know, when a song like Vin Diesel's new song, when it sucks and then you can't get it out of your head. So you go back and listen again. Well, on that second, listen, that second watch, it was like, all of a sudden it clicked and I got it. And don't get me wrong. I thought it was scary the first time, but like I started to really enjoy it, particularly uh, a couple different elements. Um, but I, I started to actually enjoy it. And this third time I still really enjoyed it. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to report that for me, it's landing in a similar place 
uh, which I was a little yeah. nervous about, but I felt like it was worth talking about because I know that the horror scene blew up about this movie when it first came out. Yeah, everybody was all over yeah. this. I mean, it's certainly different. And I think I think that is one of the yep. strongest things it has going for it is how intensely conceptual it is. Here's the thing, Jordan. We'll find out in the scientific cinema scale exactly how I feel about this. I don't think it's middle of the road. Okay. My super pump about this movie is how incredibly creative totally. it is to me personally. I am always, I applaud, and it's going to be fun because our Patreon episode that comes out pretty soon is going to talk about creativity with a budget. For this was sure, creativity yeah. without a big budget. Yeah. The anytime, the re, what I love the most about It Follows is it is something done so well and uh, has such an influence on me as the viewer, but is done in such a simple way. And if you are conscious of uh, what a movie budget, a big movie budget even looks like. Yeah. This is one of those movies that is good enough that I say, I think I could do something like this. Sure. There's a lot of movies that don't you don't get to say that about. I would argue there's nothing else in this chunked over series that you can say, I think I could do something like sure. that. Sure. Right. It follows. It's not only that for horror. This is one of the movies that I've ever watched that I've looked at it and thought, how incredibly simple and creative to yeah. me. It's not doing a lot, but somebody, and again, I love that our director basically thought of this script after a recurring nightmare yeah. that he had of just something slowly following him. That's my super point. Really? Amazing. That is, that is so cool. I love the like dreamy aspect of something like slowly following. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's Arnold in the Terminator, right? Like yeah. it's that type of thing of just always yeah. moving towards you. That is in concept, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, there is something very oh, weird that we said the same phrase. I know. There's something deeply, deeply terrifying, like maybe even on a primal level about something constantly. It's like the snail thing. You remember, you've heard that, like a snail's coming after yeah. you and if it touches you, it kills you. How do you live your, you get like a million dollars. How do you live your life kind of a thing? Yep. It's like yeah. that. Yeah. That kind of, I'm glad you brought up kind of like a primitive fear, but there is something special about finding something that is almost universally scary and being and very simply just putting that out there for everybody to consume, yeah. right? Like it feels like the director knew. He's like, I think yeah. what scares me most is going to scare a lot of people. Sure. This totally breaks the like, you know, you could talk to anybody and you'll get a handful of sharks, you'll get some spiders, you'll get some dark, you'll get deep water. Sometimes you'll get big machines, like random things like that. But there is something that. What if somebody has all of those? Yeah, a little bit. Right, exactly. <laughs> there is. Uh, there was something. It made me think of Shark Tank. Right? Have you ever watched Shark oh, Tank? Yeah. And you're like, why didn't oh, yeah. I think of that? Why didn't I think oh, of yeah. that? Like the Scrub Daddy. We haven't talked about Scrub Daddy in a year. Still got one. It's still got it's one. A, me too, and I never won't. <laughs> There's a sponge with a face. It's a sponge with it's a got face. A face, guys. And it's one of the best-selling cleaning tools. As far as I know, humans have been cleaning for thousands of if years. If not dozens. Hey, no, none of, of them the were most... doing it right until Scrub Daddy came out, though. <laughs> right? And so that's what It Follows was for me, and that's my super sure. pump. It's like watching this, and it's like, why? You know? And he found a creative way to do it, but we'll, talk, we'll get to my super dump. And you know what? I'll do it now. Wow! I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling wild. I'm feeling wow. wild. Wow. I'm feeling wild. Uh, my super dump is... And I never want to ride the coattails of anybody, but I, I read an interview with Quentin Tarantino about it. Interesting. Did y'all read this? No. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing at Tintin, Queer, and Quino in my head anyway. Is that what I said? No, I said, you said Quentin Tarantino and I uh. said, I said Tintin, Queer, and Quino. <laughs> he says this movie is so good that it frustrates him. And here's what the difference was. He said it didn't manage to do great. Mm. And so what he said wasn't great is that it doesn't technically hold to the rules of what this fear is to be. Mm -mm. To me personally, that's, and, and I agree with this in that, again, I think, I think it makes it extra scary that you, it doesn't feel like you can really kill it and it is used literally like proper noun, like whatever it is that follows, right? But I think 
all of a sudden that, that why, why is it just, and again, that's the reason it's this movie. Sometimes you have to be like, the reason it's been made a movie is in this fictional world and narrative, this was the part that was the best movie script. And I'll explain that by saying like, why didn't anybody else think of getting your friends to try and kill it together? Right. You know, was nobody else's friends smart enough for this kind of thing? Has nobody tried a gun before? You know, and I, I think people had, but for me, something happens along the way in terms of how it tends to be that feels a little bit rule breaky. Yeah. And that feels ridiculous for a creative piece of work because the rules really aren't mine. I didn't make them. Well, when they lay that, out the rules clearly, I mean, it's the same to me, it's the same thing that Jordan had a problem with, with Harry Potter spells that, hmm. you know, like they did something. And by the end of the series, every spell was either a blue firework or a red firework. And all you had to do was shake your wand and it came out the end. Like when we're introducing the monster, we say, if it touches you, you die. And that, clearly doesn't happen monster grabs her by the hair monster scratches her friend like you know what i mean it, it's i don't know i agree yeah. it's it's really riddled throughout though and i know it's tough and I'm, I'm saying this too in terms of like being empathetic to jordan because i know what it feels like to bring a movie to the table no, i'm right you i i know you watched me make a face earlier and the face is because you guys know how i am with rules and movies Rules and fiction. Mm. No, rules in general. Uh, You're my, a nerd. My super, a big rule My nerd. super dump is that this movie, I mean, it's the same thing. My super dump is that this movie sets up how the monster works, how the universe works, and then constantly neglects that to make a scarier scene, but not a better scene. That's so good. You put that so yeah. well, because I think it would have been scarier if we stayed with the yep. rules. Like if it was like don't a game show, of tag, don't even let like us, a real messed Don't even up let us think you've killed it. Yeah. Don't even let us think you've killed it. Show us you failing and you're still running at the end. Yeah. And now it's like, what's plan B, right? Or, or even- Because they're clearly still scared to think that it's even around. If, I mean, man, we are just jumping timeline-wise all over this movie, that, which is okay. But even if our ending instead of, which I got to be clear, I hated the toasters in the pool the first time I watched it. And it kind of grew on me in the sense of, feels like a dumb idea somebody would try. Even yeah. if we try that, realize it's not going to work, and then our we spend our time at the end establishing, hey, Jay's new life is she has a sprinter van, and she just drives from place to place, and she doesn't stay in any yeah. place longer than a couple days, and... Yep. She's driving. One of her friends has a yacht. Yeah, or or she's she's, you know, she's mapped out, hey, this is, if you're walking in a straight line, the longest route from here to here, and I'm driving there. Back hey, why don't you go live somewhere not in America? Like go live in England. Well, you can only live there for so long, but yeah. How? It'll find you. I think it's I think how? it can gonna walk onto, is it gonna walk onto a plane? It can clearly walk. I don't think it originates water. in one specific point. Yeah. It okay. would clearly it would it, it can clearly walk underwater without breathing. It does it in the pool. So I think we would assume it would just walk on the ocean floor and make its way. Because it never Little stops. It doesn't Caribbean have to breathe, it. it doesn't have to eat, it doesn't have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing too is like there's a lot about horror, about scary things that it's scary because it's not meant to be known. There does need to be some some little sprinkle of ambiguity to certain fear. Sure. That's what makes it scary is you can't figure it out, right? But in this one, though, it did feel like it went against some specific rules. We talked about yesterday on our Mini Monday episode that this is, you know, Empire Magazine, and it shows up honestly everywhere. But Empire Magazine had it at, I think, number 28 of the top 250 or the top wow. 50 greatest horror movies of all mm -hmm. time. And was really, one, though, 1. I think. 1.8 million budget? It's like nothing. Yeah. 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 A little and, bit over a million. I think, and I think, though, if it, if it doesn't, if it sticks with the rules, that's what makes it frustrating, sure. right? If it sticks with the rules, I think its impact is even, even greater. I, I think it moves up and on I that think, list. I think this movie is going to. I think we will watch as time goes on. I think we'll watch it slide down people's lists. I think that recency has caused it to um, mm. like remain higher. However, I think that it has earned a lot of its praise because of that creativity and because of that yeah, like, I don't know. uniqueness. Um, but I think f for me, this movie just has the, I'll say stones. This movie just has the stones to do something so different that I just like, I can't help but even sometimes begrudgingly respect what this movie is bringing to the table. Yeah. Sure. And, and I want to, yeah. if it's okay, I would love to talk about something that I love about this movie. Yeah. Before we do that though, I do want to say like with horror in general, um, I, I am finding as I deep dive into horror movies 
that they do gr- most of them, most of the good ones grow over time. Sure. In adoration. So I, I, I personally think this movie will move. I would love that. In I think time. that would be great. I don't think it'll go the. I don't think it'll go the the hmm. negative way. I do. Honestly. I think it's going to slide. I think, I think it's going to slide backwards hmm. as as people see that there's other things out there. But I don't think it's going to slide off the top. I think it'll stay in any the two anytime soon. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to talk about my super pump actually. Um, and I know we're do it. we're blowing a lot of these really early, but um, my super pump happens literally at the beginning of this movie, and all the way through this movie, because my super pump. <laughs> The My super movie. pump is Disaster Pieces soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's real good. This soundtrack <clears throat> is nuts. I think it was an inspiration for Stranger Things. I don't yeah, think anybody's going to say that. But I, this yeah, could 2000, be about, 2014, right? So it yeah. means it is before Stranger Things. Two years. That actually one. wouldn't yep. surprise yeah. me. I think it came out officially in 2015. But either way, that's plenty of time to inspire some people. Yeah. Also, when you're trying to... There is a special season of horror that will always stand out through time that is that same vibe, that is the 80s, right? There's something about that time frame that gave us a lot of good horror movies. So, But I I, want to specifically talk about sort of the monster's theme, which is this repetitive single note, like like almost like a... It's that that synthy like... And then it's the... Over top... Every mm-hmm. time that happens, there is something in my chest that heats up. There's that like adrenaline in my chest that heats up because that sound freaks me out. And this movie relies so heavily on its soundtrack at so many moments to set tone and to set vibe, maybe more than um, a lot of movies that at least I can think of off the top of my head. And I just think it succeeds, man. I feel like Disaster Piece, and he's done a lot of video game music. He has done a lot of like... Um, retro art video game music in his style totally fits yeah. that. But this is, it manages to both be unsettling and pretty at the same time. Um, and I just think for the whole movie, his work really stands out to me. Yeah, it's really very good. So that's that's my easy super pump for uh, for this movie. Yeah, sound, soundtracks can be a pretty significant player in horror movies, I think. It is regardless. I think I think we talk a lot about how soundtracks are an actor. They they almost feel like an entity. Um, Especially when you have specific people that you can start to recognize just as you would an actor. But well, sure they they uh, they function you know in a very operatic sense in terms mm -hmm. of like they're uh, you know they're the outward they're the emotion right so we can hear the emotion of our characters and yep you get a soundtrack instead of italics as a character's thoughts like if you read a book you you get a soundtrack instead in a movie. Yeah, another uh, not blatantly horror movie. It can also probably be action, but another movie that comes up a lot on these lists is Jaws, and that is one of the more famous soundtracks of all time. Sure, and, and it it is such a player in that. Well, fear. you look at so let me, let me ask you this. This is interesting. Um, I mentioned in uh, I believe Mini Monday that Callie and I are going through our like list of horror greats that we either haven't seen or haven't seen in a very long time. We just watched Halloween this week, um, the original John Carpenter Halloween. So when you think of that, you think of the piano part, probably the most famous piece of horror music besides Jaws. Um, yeah. Do you know that John Carpenter did his own soundtrack for that movie? Really? Yeah. That's no idea. That's amazing. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, that's cool. He is both the director. I believe he's the director, the writer, and the composer for Halloween. Cool. I've never heard of that. That's that cool. That is, I, did, I had no idea, and it popped up on the screen, and I just couldn't help but think of that the whole time. But yeah. When you think of John Carpenter, you think of a guy that understands horror movies. He clearly understood the need for a strong soundtrack enough to the point where he wanted to make sure that he could have some control over that. So, um, yeah, Doge and Carter, but Doge specifically, I think you're right about the way that soundtrack speaks to like the subliminal in a moment in a way that books can and movies can't. You know, soundtracks are the words that aren't in quotations. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Have we reviewed a quiet place? We have. Yeah, uh-huh. we did it in January. That's one of the. That was a unique horror. It was. Right? I should have added that on the list because quiet place shows up a lot too. I forgot we reviewed. We reviewed it because a lot of its scare was like soundtrackless because that's the yeah. point. And so that that kind of dives into that creativity a little bit and how that is because it does feel like horror is so interesting because you can either do the absolute trope. 
and make fun of what horror is or just be typical horror and it's considered excellent. Or you can do something completely different and that's considered excellent. Yeah. And it feels like horror stands out in that way. I think action is probably up there too. But there's certain movies that it's easy for you to say like, oh, I've seen that before. You know, sure. but horror is horror is such a weird, a weird breed to me. I think horror is I, I was talking about this earlier this week. Horror and comedy are maybe the two most subjective genres of film that I can think of. Yep. Um, because a movie can be an excellent movie, but fail at being a comedy if you don't find it funny. Hmm. Then this I mean, are you about to throw us to the the scary, spooky middle of our show, sure. the creepy cream in our horror horror Oreo. Our horror. We're getting close. We're certainly getting close. Okay. okay, is this the time then to say that I think this is an excellent movie, but it fails at being a horror movie? I would have, I would have sworn all. up and down that you would have said the exact opposite about this movie. That you would have said really? that you would have said this is a good horror movie and fails at being a good movie. Maybe they mean the same okay. thing. Talk to uh, me about that. Yeah, I think it's it's good. It's really well made. Uh, I just uh, so I, I just bought a new camera uh, for our freelance business, um, and this looks and feels like every camera test that I watched on Vimeo before I bought my camera, trying to figure out what to buy. Like in terms of production, it's nothing. In terms right. of acting, it's really nothing. Uh, there's not a lot of great moviness to write home sure. about. The spookiness of this movie was virtually non-existent for me. Uh, and I know that I'm a big, strong boy. I eat me spinach. Um, <laughs> I'm a really manly guy. But uh, yeah, it just didn't work for me. Hey, and, let, me and ask you, let me ask you a specific question. Tall yeah. guy in the hallway didn't freak you absolutely right up and down and out. It confused me right up and down and out. I, I saw a tall guy in the hallway. I was like, is he a really tall boy now? I don't understand why it's a really tall boy now. Oh, because interesting. I, I, judging by the premise of the movie, what I'm told within the frame of the film is it's going to look like somebody that you care about to get close to you. And okay. I didn't know if maybe she had a really tall circus friend <laughs> with very dark eyes. Yeah. And it's, well, like, it's not also it's not just that, though, it right? It can yeah. look like somebody close to you. It can be. It can also be someone you've never seen before or a stranger. Because right. a lot of it, to it, me, it just feels like. Feels like strategy to scare you out of protection of other people. But that's just me. That's just my theory. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be. I think there's a a large element that, like, I think I needed a little more from the monster. Sure. Uh, yeah. A little bit more of what is this thing? And there's also a sense yeah. in which we know too much about it. I think that it wants to come to you and kill you, and then it's going to go back up the food chain, back up the Wii Sports chain. Um, I have a particular super bump super dump uh, in regards to the monster itself. But I'm going to, uh, much like the monster follows, that's going to You're going to hide it under a bushel for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to hide it under a bushel. Um, but yeah, I think there's, I get the sense that it would have been scarier if it was like, uh, it just follows you and we don't know what it's doing. And I don't think you should let it get close to you. Hmm. But we there's some sort of terror of the unknown that I think we could lean heavier into. But there's also a sort of terror of like, this is a demon named whatever, and he's been here since ancient Rome. And then we see all these, like, we hear these stories of like in, in you know, medieval literature, it talked about a shapewalker or something. You know what I mean? Track like, and field either started need- as an exercise to get away from this demon. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think we either need to know more or need to know less. But the amount that we know is wrong for me. So I, it just, it it feels like we're trying to have it both I ways. I do think that, that I... At least partially agree with you. There is an element, I think, here of overplaying the hand of information. Like we are, we are just told a little too much. And if we're going that route, then we need to include a little, like, like Indiana Jones in it. Like where it's just like, oh, we found this dusty book and it talks about a skinwalker. You know what I mean? And it's like, now we know what it is and we can lean into the camp of, of how do we know everything about a monster? Because it's a monster movie. If we don't want to know everything about the monster, then we shouldn't know anything about the monster. The mythological concept of a skinwalker freaks me out in such an incredibly different way than the movie It Follows that I don't even feel like they're comparable, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so that's just interesting. And I don't know if that makes it a good horror experience that's not a good movie or a good movie that's not a good horror experience. But for me, there's it just 
the 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 two sides don't quite kiss. I am shocked me. that you did not find it scary. I am not shocked that you have an issue with like the overall quality. Um, hmm. But I'll tell you what the scariest thing I think for me <clears throat> is. It's that we're not already in shout announcements. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to shout announcements. Same, Sorry, I had dude, some stuff same, in my throat. Honestly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating some Sour Patch Kids. I got some sour powder in my throat. Look, I know what you're asking yourself. It's like I can read your thoughts. You're in your car, on your paper route, in your class, or at home alone. You're listening to this podcast right now, and you're saying, guys, what's the best and easiest way that I could possibly help you personally? Mm. That is very sweet, first of all. And second of all, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> what you can do is you can go and rate and review positively, ideally. Rate and review our podcast, but that's not all. Then you can make everybody you know that might even like us go rate and review our podcast as well. Hmm. Because That's a good point. Frankly, I've asked for a million and uh, we're not quite there. And not it's quite. just hurt. It's starting to hurt my feelings. Yeah, a little bit. And I just don't get it. I just don't get it. So um, be a deer and uh, please, pretty please, go do that. Rate and review, that is. 2020, a year that will go down in infamy. One very specific year. Like It's like your um, 1792s of the world. Your 1776s. 1607. is a big yeah. deal. 1607, of, by, by all means. The year one, that's a pretty that's big a one. Huge one. That's a huge one. That's the first one, one even. 2020 happens, and these three boys, these four boys, including our good, good sound boy, sound wizard Adam, said, let's do more. Let's add more There's to our schedule. Enough. Let's start giving people more content. Let's use more of our actual time, much like we are today in recording our upcoming Patreon episode. We said, let's keep doing Patreon. The pandemic hit, and what did we do? Nothing different. Nothing. We kept going. We didn't stop. A lot of people around you stopped. Your favorite restaurant stopped. God love them. That's, that stinks. I'm so sad that that happened because there's certain things that they couldn't do. But we pressed on. And personally, selfishly, we feel we might should be awarded for that. And the award <laughs> here, the award here is not uh, half of a sandwich at Popeye's. The award here is simply $3. Hang if on, you want pause. To, is that an award that you've received? No, no, no. I'm trying to do price wise. Oh, I was trying to, like, I was trying oh, to break down how okay, much does okay, a Popeye okay. sandwich? Okay. You know, it's another big sure, 2020 sure, sure. thing, right? You know, sure, how much sure, does that sure. cost? It's cool. Just stick with I'm me. Here. Sure, I'm sure, here. sure, sure, sure. Please join Patreon. Just, do Just it. join Patreon. We've we've done this content. If anything, if there is someone you're close to, have you ever had someone you're close to and you're like, you know what? I wish I could find an easy way to show them I just appreciate them. Every day. I wish there was an easy way to say thank you. You know what's easier than writing a letter? Like, how hard is that? And it's probably dangerous if you're licking that envelope. You know what's That's easy? That's chemical Clicking warfare. a couple buttons. That's chemical warfare. Click a couple buttons, join Patreon, and all that happens from there, does it make you have to stop paying rent or your electric bill? No. no. It just means maybe you should get a uh, Venti instead of a Trenti at Starbucks. Even then, you've got money left over. $3 monthly. Join Patreon. That's all it takes. We're here for it. We're not, we're not saying it's helping us pay the bills. Maybe, well, you know what? Maybe you know it what? is. Maybe it is. Maybe we have to have it to live. So if you want us to live, please join <laughs> Patreon. That was pretty good, dude. <laughs> there is a year that will live in infamy. It's 2020. <laughs> what if I could tell you that there is a day within this year that will live in even more infamy? It will be infamouser. Infamore. Infamous. Oh, no, that's better. I like yours. And that is November the 21st, 2020. Wow, Do you boys know what happens on November the 21st, 2020? Nope. Is it Thanksgiving? I can never yeah, really nail that, that one that down. Jumps it's around not too much Thanksgiving. And we have nothing to be thankful for on this day because this is the day that Melissa Joan Hart releases Feliz Navidad. Oh. Despite our efforts to get in touch with her and contact her. If you're late to the party, if you don't understand what's happening here, <laughs> a few years ago, we wrote a movie called Feliz Navidad. Earlier this year, we found out Melissa Joan Hart is mm -hmm. making a movie called I'm Feliz officially Navidad. changing we my language mm -hmm. to stealing our movie. 
a startlingly similar premise and the exact same leading man that we cast in our masterpiece. Here's what's going to happen. The three of us are going to watch that movie together. If that town's name is Aurora, I'm finding out where this production studio is. I'm finding out maybe where she lives. I don't think I should say that. That's dangerous. I There's so much room for her to keep taking i does anyone else have the gut feeling that she's going to have something else blatantly from our i script feel like i kind of think so i kind of oh. think so i kind of think so but listen chunkies here's where you come in anytime that melissa posts even a single thing on instagram when yeah, sometimes she, she posts sabrina like big, the teenage whack-a-mole dares to show her face above the game board i need you to hit her over the head with a kind comment instructing her to check her dms we've reached out to melissa it seems like an innumerable amount. Sometimes of she posts real bummers on and Instagram, so you can avoid that one if you want to. No, yeah, do, do it. it. I She's a whack-a-mole. Mind. She's sticking her head up. Sometimes she posts real bummers, but do it, please, please do it. She does post real bummers. So that's something that's coming out later this year, and we understand that's a bit of a long game. That's a big picture event, and here in 2020, it helps us all to keep our perspective limited. And focus on the small things in front of us. And so if November the 21st, 2020 feels too far away for you to know what's happening, why are you sticking your tongue out in the video? So much Paul, of my Jordan? sour powder from my Sour Patch Kids has it hurt my tongue now. <laughs> Does no, that I was help trying it? to look and see if it was bleeding. So that souder, dude. So you were looking to see if your Sour Patch Kids made yeah. your tongue bleed? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Maybe. I was checking. Uh, as I was... Man, I had a real great lead into that. Something sooner than November is going to be our episode of Get Out. It's our Get Out episode. You guys know the movie Get Out, where we're watching it and we're talking about it. And it's coming out on your podcast. And if you're a patron, if you're a patron, even sooner than that, we're going to be watching and talking about Cabin in the Woods. (laughs) That's it. That's good, man. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, here's the thing. Were there, for better or for worse, any performances in this movie that jumped out at you? Her friend with the weird shell phone thing delivered the flattest performance I've ever seen outside of a middle school play. I think she was supposed to be flat. I actually liked her. She did make me laugh a couple of times. Um, I, I was honestly, I was a fan of the lead. Okay, me too. I liked her. She's good at being scared. She's a very lot. good yeah. at being scared. It felt a little bit more of a natural scare than a, we're making fun of how people scream in horror movies scare. Yep. If that makes sense. Um, she has been reported as saying like she's totally down because the director had mentioned a possible sequel. Interesting. Uh, that she's she's all for it and even leading the charge at doing another one of these, which I'm not sure we'll see. Uh, I think something as unique as this is totally fine as a one-off. Horror tends to, almost every horror list, there's hardly any of those that are sequels. And almost all of them have sequels. Yeah. Um, the Shining, Silence of the Lambs, like everything that we've done, Get Out does not. Uh, it, it, it Follows does not. Um, but a lot, a lot of really good horror movies are like, ooh, let's make more. And- Fear again is not the same as fear the first time. Right. Yeah, that's good. I think that's why season two of Stranger Things does not work as well as season one does. Though I will say three, I liked more than two. Yes. I like season three a lot. But yeah, but I, yeah, there is something special about the first time. Yeah. And even on watch three of this movie, 
I still found the scary part scary, but I found that what I was appreciating about the movie came from other places more so this time. Yeah. And yeah. I think that it's like what? Well, so the first time I watched it, I went in completely blind. And so I have the benefit of these last two times I've watched it, knowing that it did come from a nightmare. And that's why there are things like, um, it's really ambiguous as far as like when and where. And yeah, I mean, um, you say that, but Jose says it's autumn. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, so it's my word just, versus Jose's word. Maybe here, Jose so. cracked it and we're all just late to the party. That's a stalemate. I think maybe more than anything. Um, but I think that the first time I watched it, it was weird and off putting. And the second time I watched it, I just appreciated it more as far as the ambiguity overall goes. Um, but I also think I, I had room to actually start to appreciate things like, uh, the performance of Jay or, um, the performance of, uh, I actually thought her sister did a really great job. And, uh, Paul, so Paul is, um, let me look at his actual name. Let me be respectful to him. Uh, Kier Gilchrist is his name. Um, so he is, Kier is the lead in a show called Atypical, which is really great. And I think he gets to mm-hmm. show off some actual real chops in that show. But even here, I think there are some moments where he sort of plays, um, down and out and a little dorky very well. But, um, and I'm going to caveat my own point now, if that's okay with everyone. Sure. To me, the largest downfall of anybody's performance is that a lot of these relationships I have a hard time buying into because the premise, the sexual nature of the monster in a lot of ways feels unnecessary and leads us to plot points like Paul's need to be a quote unquote friend zoned dude, which we just don't really need in this, I think. Super Um, dump. Okay. Talk about that. Super dump is the sexual nature of the, the transmission of the monster. That's something that was not present in his nightmare. And we've all talked about how the nightmare aspects of it work really well. Right. I don't think you need that at all. Like I, I think that it's, this movie works just as well. If she's on a date with this guy and he starts freaking out about a girl that she can't see and then suddenly she can see it and we don't know why. We don't know, like if we include the sexual transmission aspect of it, uh, number one, that's something that we know about the monster. So we need to be able to know more about the monster. If we exclude that, then we have a monster that is completely unknowable. We can't understand it and it's following our leads and we don't know why, which is scarier to me than Hmm. something we can explain. Adding the sexual transmission element ties a, makes this have this weird shadow of moralism where this feels like an after-school special. Like you watch this as a senior in youth group and it says, don't play Wii sports when you go to college, right? Like yeah. there's, there's like, a, yeah. this is just, a, and I don't think the filmmaker intends there to be a moralism to it, but there is such a, I don't know. Like it, it yeah. just, to me, feels completely out of place. I think a lot of the times when I'm watching a movie for my own sake, I have to feel somewhat confident in a reason for something. Right. Uh, to me, The Shining, which is one of the most historically ambiguous movies of all time, I had to say in my mind, well, this represents to me personally, as art does, uh, this represents to me uh, just a growing evil, like something that we can't really describe that is concentrated somewhere and we just have this descent into madness. The reason the STD works for me and it follows is I felt like the evil entity in this was guilt manifest. But here's what sucks about that is it's not like you can just give guilt to somebody else and you don't have it anymore. So maybe that falls into more of what I thought might be a plot point of like, it doesn't matter. It's still going to come for you. Whatever happened, wherever the first person was that originated this monster no matter what they do, at some point, they'll either just die first of something else or die from this monster. So it's this kind of creeping thing, that slow creep. Like you can have plenty of days that you don't feel a certain way about something that made you feel bad. And that's because you just were ignorant and forgot, but somehow it'll make its way back. It's almost like an addiction, uh, which why the, the, like the STD thing kind of worked for me too. But I, all that to say too is I, I think... Part of what makes this movie uh, a big conversation piece is it is so 
left to kind of whatever the viewer decides it is. Cause it is, it does have a certain amount of ambiguity and then where it doesn't, and it kind of does things wrong and breaks the rules. That's when it starts to make us mad. But for me personally, I was okay with it being that way. Cause I think there needs to be some way to know you have given it to somebody else. Uh, maybe there were other ways to do that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes Carter, in I think movies I we land, see it. We see it as a, like an entity, an entity, like it's a it's a book or it's a yeah a piece of clothing or a house. Or I something just like maybe that. that's what I'm uncovering is I <clears> don't <throat> care for the element of you gave it to somebody else. Mm, so to it, me, that's 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 less scary to me because it, my my first thought was like, hey, this guy shouldn't have gone on a date with a girl that yeah he knows is just a regular girl like. This boy needs to book a, a Wii Sports evening with some sex workers and like get it in that ring. And then if that's their job, then they they pass it on to client. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we can that's ingre- what's tough though. Is we like can increase asking- the degrees of separation. Yeah, that's right. Not, so that's not is, good either. It is, though <laughs> it's that's- blurring that blurs morality yeah. at that point because then you're like, to you can't just accept it. Like Jay can't just say, "I'll just let it kill me." I'll take the hit because yeah. it's for no one's sake. Like, cause it's still going to move on to the next person. So now you hold the weight of having to stay alive to protect other people. And then the decision whether to give it to somebody else. Right. Yeah. I think I am not so, at all bothered so by a concrete way of passing it. I think the way of passing it being sex does instantly make it feel like this movie is trying to be an after school special or trying to be some like moral statement. That's what yeah, bothers for sure. me. The concrete nature of I know how to give this to somebody so that it gets off my case, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, in fact, Carter, I think I agree with you. I think the moral choice of giving it to somebody, A, only helps me for a little while, and B, pulls somebody else into this nightmare. And the moral question of I can't just take one for the team here because it's just going to come after whoever's next. So, yeah, I, I think I do like the concrete passing. Um I think it is just the fact that it's like, and I don't know what I'm not trying to say is like, there shouldn't have been a sexual element to this movie because that's every movie, but something about the monster or the entity being passed through sex absolutely makes it feel like it's a moralism of some kind. I think you're right, Doge. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the thing that, that stuck out to me. I'm not against sexual content in movies. It's just the way, I don't know, it's the way this is used is, weird um and i yeah. think it's supposed to be weird in the kind of like tap into the like taboo primal way in which that can be weaponized as a form of horror sure. uh and yeah. feels like a really personal uh you know the monster is in present in the most intimate moments right yeah right yeah but i just don't think it works yeah i even though i do think it works more i guess maybe my biggest argument at this point would be I think even specifically if it is if if it is not passed through like sexual transmission this movie is not talked about as much. I really don't think that. I think that's fair. I think it's bizarre. I think it I think it's supposed to be offensive to some people and make people uncomfortable and not know and maybe even be polarizing. And I think that you know, I don't necessarily think our director our writers which Joss Whedon have we even said that Joss Whedon is one of the writers of this? No, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's Kevin, Kevin Woods. That's, that's next episode. Um, I'm glad we didn't say it cause it's not true. Um, <laughs> it's a lie, <laughs> but, but the fact, the fact that a guy who had the dream and wrote this, I don't think you can't feel like he wrote that part of the movie specifically so that it would be talked about more. Right? No, I don't think so. I don't know. We can't say he could claim anything right now. He could be the JK Rowling of horror movies. <laughs> Actually, I know the there's no text like, to support it, but the monster was gay. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. No, I, so something I think that we, we didn't really do with The Shining. Um, I, I think it came up more organically with The Shining, but I, I want to make sure that we don't pass these movies up without having this particular discussion, which is what was your biggest scare of the movie? Your biggest moment of panic or biggest jump or whatever. I got it. Yeah. It's the ball, the red ball hitting the window the first time. Oh we see yeah. It. In the bathroom. Just boom. Got me like jump scares. Yeah make me so mad. Like I am so like, Oh, like that is the part. Cause here's the thing. Here's the funny thing about me. And I think I'm just realizing it. I feel like I only have so many before I die. I feel like God knows 
There's 113 jumps. You're running and out. <laughs> and then he's done. The rest is up to him. He has to protect himself <laughs> from being jumpy. But I know the right situation. <laughs> Why? Why? And it's and then I'm done. And I feel like as as soon as one of those happens, I'm like, great. Now I have one less. I have one less I'm, jump. Who knows when I'll die? That sounds like OCD. You need to talk to somebody about that. I had that as a kid. Sounds really like did. you still have that. <laughs> I'm as not a fit There's parts of me. Yep. You know what? We'll unpack that later. No, we do let's have a counseling series sometime next year. No, interesting. Fine. Interesting that you bring up the red ball, though. Uh, we had a listener, Colton, send us in uh, some notes and some research that he did about the film. He pointed out that in uh, It Follows, red and pink are used to foreshadow the upcoming appearance of the monster. Yep. Either in the background or on a character's piece of clothing right before the sexually transmitted demon attacks. STD. It nice. tells you. Mm. So you shouldn't even have been scared, dude. You should have saw the red and been like, I know. I know I'm about to get scared. Yeah, but that red hit the windshield. Like that red came out of nowhere. Window, but yeah. Known. You should have known. The, it's what the scared big you the most? tall man for me. Yeah, that was really it's scary the too. Hall, that was up it's there. the dark hallway with the big tall man. Absolutely inside out. I was inside out. Because uh, my butt just opened. Um, <laughs> got caught like a windsock, flipped inside out. Ooh, ooh, no. Um, guys, none. There's not one that sticks out to me. Does, that is honestly blows crazy. my because, mind. Because you I'm are consistently think. more scared in these types I, of yeah, movies than I was I am. worried for you during yeah, this movie. I was too. I was like, um, man, I hope Doge is okay. I. Maybe un, maybe when he grabs her when it grabs her ankle underwater. Oh yeah, that's, that's scary. not great. Drowning is uh, v scary to me. How interesting! So, so okay. I, I'll say that one. I love this. I love it. I am genuinely shocked, guys. Did I watch this wrong? No, don't ever think that. No, I don't think you did. But I think you're experiencing what I did last week during The Shining. I think what you're experiencing yeah, is feeling left out because you wanted to be scared and love something. And it's a okay. classic. This is a classic two chunks. The only variable that has loved everything is me. <laughs> you're the golden retriever of this podcast. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Enneagram number. Everything I read about it is this is the animal you'd be as a dog. Oh, mine's oh, an man. owl. Oh, that's great. I don't know. I think mine's like a crossing bear or something. something. Um, <laughs> yeah, crossing guard. Exactly. That's the kind of animal. Hey, I know that this is a little early, but I do think it's time to rate this movie right now. And uh, I think the best way to do that is with the scientific cinema scale, which uh, a lot of people don't know this. It is perfect. And it is. Uh, that's what helps them follows. kill it. Yeah, I, I read that. Toasters and stuff. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing? That's buy it. Followed by rent it. After that is stream it. And uh, then it's going to be forget it. I lost Did you my, forget it? I lost. I did forget it. And so will That's you. That's a Freudian forget. Meta. But of course, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God has forsaken us. I'll go first. Let me okay. go first. Can go, I go please. first? Yes, you can. You know go. what? You know what? You know what? You go first. I'll go first. I'm going to buy it. Um, I'm going to buy it because I think this was something that I I it's interesting because I the the more research I did about it helped solidify a buy for me. I think seeing the budget, I think realizing that this didn't really take much. Um this is good. This this feels like a piece of art that you can see and and be like, I think I might be able to do that. I mentioned it earlier. There's certain things that you can see and be like, wow, they're so gifted. Um, and so was this director, but I don't know. This is a unique horror for me. I don't think we'll necessarily get anything like it. There's going to be stuff. I love something that is newer. I love being able to be in a generation that can own certain things cinematically and sure. be like, this is our director. This is our age. You know, these, these are the things that came out, you know, and I think right now, this decade, uh, of horror is something to be really proud about in terms of like passing this down and showing younger generations. I think it follows might be one of those things for me. And so okay. it's a buy. Yeah. That's a, that's higher than I was expecting. That's cool. Um, I am going to, uh, rent this movie. Um, I am going to buy the soundtrack, but I'm going to rent this movie. Um, I, I really do, man. I think it's unique and it is very fun for me, this movie. 
um, something with the soundtrack and the concept together is just a lot of fun. Um, and I think this is a perfect, I would sum this movie up by with the phrase, Oh, you haven't seen this. We have to watch it tonight. Like it's one of those movies for me. Um, it's an easy rental. We've all watched parks and rec. Yeah. Yeah. We, yes. All the way through, all the way through. We, we are familiar with Ben Wyatt. And we're familiar with uh, the magnificent pony who could little Sebastian, right? Do we? Do you guys remember Ben's particular relationship with little Sebastian? I do. What do you think Ben Wyatt would rate little Sebastian on our scientific cinema scale? Forget it. I'm gonna forget this movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was such a fun, creative way to get there. I just don't. I I don't get it. I, <laughs> I that- mean, I know people love it. I. I don't see it. Yeah. The reason I would encourage you right now that like that that's totally fine is something that I actively want to champion against people. Like here's a good example. Like if there's a bunch of people around you that like something more, that doesn't mean that it wasn't good to you. I think that's right. totally fine. We talk about love what you love. There's also a <laughs> meh what you meh. You know, it's yeah. like a, it's all completely subjective. Yeah. And I think that's, that's totally point. fine. Yeah. It just didn't work that's for okay. me guys. I think that's great, but bro, in about two weeks, if you don't like that movie, I'm not going to be as nice about that. Well, uh, before we get to two weeks from now, I think one week from now is a little more important, which is uh, Get Out, the third installment of our uh, Chunktober series. And that's the one your boy brung to the table. Yes, sir. uh, Don't forget, if you're a patron of this fine, fine show, you do get Cabin in the Woods. For this series. Yeah. Which is. Yes. Uh, well, our episode yeah. about it. We're you not can't sending just have you the, the movie, movie. Nor are we sending you <laughs> the cabin itself. Um, but we've got a lot of really great Chunktober content still ahead of us. We are only halfway through this month in this series, which still almost feels too fast to me. It does feel very Time, fast. Time. Uh, it scares me. It, it, scares me. it does scare me, but that's okay. Well, to end today's episode i'd like for each of us to say our name and uh what could follow us that would scare us i mean absolutely silly for two chunks and a hunk i'm jordan wonders that is and i think that if i was followed by somebody who stands at the entrance to like a target and they say things to you, but they say it so soft that you don't know if you're supposed to respond to them in any way. Like the worker that is like working on cart stuff, but they're also like, hey, how are you today? And you're like, oh, I'm pretty good, I guess. <laughs> that if they just followed me around all the time and like every time I got out of the shower or opened the car door, they're just like, how's it, hey, are you, how's it, how is it today, by the way? And I was just That's like, okay. oh, good, good, I guess. Or, yeah, that would just absolutely ruin my day. I'm Dosh. And all it takes to scare me, to follow all the it would take to follow me to scare me, is three simple words: cow-sized tarantulas. That's not even being followed. That's being hunted. You're not being hunted. Oof. Okay, for me, and I'm having to do some serious editing. I don't want to offend anybody. Who are you, though? Mm. I'm Carter. That's what I was trying to edit. Like yeah, I mean, the yeah. first, your first know, take was people, gross. Who did, wait, hold up. Who did he say it was? Some people hate Is that, he dude. serious? Some people can't even believe you would say that. For me, it's a collection of, and, and as much as I felt like what it was and it follows was guilt and the manifestation of, hence why it's passed by STDs. I have another situation. It's, it's when I eat mm. too much. I do that all mm. the time. I eat too much and I have that gut feeling that's like, oh, what am I doing? There's some lasting effects here. I think a collection of everything in my 31, almost 32 years that I have number two, mm-hmm. okay? Um, Which mm-hmm. in my mind probably looks like a spaceship mm-hmm. from Arrival. Yeah. One of those is magnets that just, buzzes when you throw it up in the area. Is just interstellar wave planet, like just following. Following you. Like I have to just, and as it, it could just consume me, like suffocating, I think is how yeah, I Yeah, I would hate that yeah. as well. Just absorb me. Just absorb me.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.